It's the footballiest time of the year. Alright, oh my god! This is the day I've been waiting for, and maybe all of you out there as well, no? Starting for football. But hey, this is like, what if it was football kickoff eve, and here we are, finalizing drafts, teams, wrapping up presents, waiting for this pigskin to roll. So I don't know about you, Vivian, but for me, it's been like 24 long hours of like no sleep and just, you know, having people pay their dues, or, I don't know, wrangling all the troops. So, like I mentioned, with me is my boss, the queen of strategy, Vivian. Uh, is this, how important is this day in your life? Does it like top Christmas night? Does it top your birthday? I would say this night is definitely, it's definitely up there for sure. I am excited <laughs> for the season to finally kick off. Um, it feels like it's been so long since right. we've had football in our lives. This one, this season is painting to be for the ages. So with that being said, first of all, we're going to do a section called Draft Recaps, which will eventually be turned into Tom Brady's four-minute drill. No, not anymore, two minutes. So let's get on with it. So in League One, that would be Matthew Killens. These guys, well, they haven't even drafted yet, so we'll have an update as soon as possible. In the meantime, we wish them good luck, and may the gods of football be with them. League 2, that's where your, your speaker here is, uh, that's Connor Yaps. This was, was the first one to draft, and we completed it in less than an hour. Just a bunch of freaking pros. Connor got the highest grade, mm, suspicious. Tobin, this character that's been controversial, he was on fire. It was all a lie that he hates football. He knows his stuff. Cal Kemp, she went gung-ho. She was reaching for all these players and she got a C-, minus, our only C. Uh, there were no Ds about that. And by the way, Jill's team looks super scary. League 3 by TJ West, but narrated by Janelle, goes... Don't be fooled by Team Trying My Best, his drafting habits show this isn't his first rodeo. With Janelle's Rat Pack, let's all let a sigh of relief that she finally got her Mahomes this year. Spork is starting strong, will he be a spoon or a fork? We'll keep you up to speed with the scoop. Yo Belichick yourself picked up Julio Jones, granted he's on the bench. Philly Philly, your lines are pretty. Rebeculous on this roster's not ridiculous, she's looking to add another ring to her delicious legacy. Dan Dandy's team is taking a dandy lead with Russell and Jamar in orange. Ricky's legit team is a legit threat, he's stacked. Scott Tots are smoking hot and it's rookie Excelsior who topped the great card with an A- minus on a league full of C's. Okay, League 4, that's Jake Ellis's. Despite having to auto-draft most of her team, Aji earned the highest grade of an A-, minus, another win for artificial intelligence, while Logan was this league's gun-ho reaching all over the place and of course earned a D+. Things moved pretty quickly, under an hour everything was done. And we have a Raiders alert a fan, Lindsay, she stacked up a bunch of them, including Derek Carr. 
League 5, Eric Frasano, he writes League 5 played it safe, drafting just days before kickoff and the extra prep paid off. Peter's phenomenal team started things off with a shockable selection, taking Josh Allen third overall. Travis Book Bashers doesn't care if you have one ass check and three toes, he's gonna cook you, taking Dalvin seventh overall. Christian Clowns was playing no games, taking home the top draft grade. Will he fill those big shoes and go from clown to crown or will Flutie Flakes take the kick? League 6, that's Andrew Giacco. Our league rookie Sarah received the highest grade with an A-, leading us to believe she hustled us on the other end of the spectrum. Thomas finished with a brutal D-plus draft grade. And that's the price you pay for drafting running backs late, like Damon Peterson and James Cook. So, Zero RB showing up in League 6. Okay, in League 7, that's Adam Kramer. So League 07 draft was one that produced an evenly weighted league. There's no A's, there's no V's, there's no D's, it's all C's. So it's anyone's season. The bomb that started it all was A team when they selected Derrick Henry, numero 3 over CMC and Austin Eckler. And everything else is history. Now we go to League 8, that's Randy Woloshin, or Woloshin, sorry guys if I butcher your names, but after getting the first pick of Randy Roughnecks, aka League 8, Ben Serkin took Jonathan Taylor in the first round and then proceeded to tank his team from there on, earning himself the lowest grade in the league, C-. On the flip side, Brooke managed to earn an A-, by cleverly utilizing the auto-draft feature, remember we told you about that, so Again, this is a recurring team. Human intu intuition versus AI matchup will be the most exciting competition since Kasparov versus Deep Blue. Okay, League 9, that's Hunter in Denver. Dallas Cowboys fan. Ugh. League 9 took the cake and ate it too with some healthy trash talk and solid drafting skills. We saw Jen with an unexpected Russell Wilson pick in an early round. Wow, which led to a few panic runs in QBs earlier than expected. League 9 is here to bring the heat with no draft grade below C and the only A plus so far. Wow, which belongs to Nathan. So, congrats, Nathan. You probably have the highest grade throughout the whole 11 leagues or however many leagues we are. Getting there, almost at the end, League 10 with Boberto Yusta. League X held their draft on the newest holiday, so it was likely 50-50 split of auto-draft bots and drunk drafting humans. Some interesting strategies going on, whether it was the two quarterbacks drafted in the second round, or the team that drafted the first round running back in the fifth round. Oh, again, more zero RB strategy going on here. A kicker taken in the fifth round. Nevertheless, a 10-team league, anything can happen. And the most suspicious thing here, though, is that the commission got the first pick and suspiciously the only A in this whole league. So, corruption alert. Last but not least, the League of Champions. All our eyes are on them. The best of the best. Bloomberg, their commissioner, writes... So your League of Champions draft dropped just immediately. Kendall's selection of Austin Eckler over CMC with the second pick sent shockwaves through the room in what turned out to be the otherwise straightforward draft. Christina may be the algorithm's preseason favorite, but in this 18 league, the margins will be incredibly slim. Is Ian smart for having made the only two waiver wire transactions? Only time will tell. Got a ton of news here, right, Vivian, to go through as 
we ramp up for tomorrow's kickoff. So help us, you know, get us up to date on what's been going on while everyone's been drafting. Uh, yeah. So last week we didn't have an episode, obviously, and it was a week where the teams waived some of the players. And then, of course, they go through the waiver wire and there were some uh, very interesting waiver wire claims. So first off, a total of seven Jets players were claimed off the waiver wire, which is probably their biggest win all year. <laughs> um, the Cowboys got no claims and nobody claimed their players oh, that they waived. Wow. So pretty on par for the course, I would say, for the Cowboys. <laughs> but in terms of potentially fantasy relevant claims, um, we do have the Browns taking quarterback Kellen Mon from the Vikings. So no surprise there. The Browns have had issues. Um, at the quarterback position, basically all off season, um, which is their own doing. Um, so they're they're taking another quarterback and adding it to their depth chart. The Texans claimed wide receiver Tyler Johnson from Tampa Bay. So this is an interesting pick here as well. Um, as we know, Brandon Cooks is really the only uh offensive player worth owning in that team so it will be really interesting to see tyler johnson come in and kind of support him in that role okay. and then running back to michael hasty of the 49ers went to jacksonville and as did wide receiver kendrick Pryor from cincy so both of those players off jacksonville and then the eagles also take a quarterback ian book from the saints huh interesting yeah, uh, that that one is an interesting one to keep an eye on. You know, as we know, Jalen Hurts, real life quarterback, not the best fantasy quarterback. Amazing. Great. Um, so it's always uh, it's always kind of interesting. You know, when you have a player that performs for us in terms of fantasy, obviously in the NFL, the coaches aren't thinking about their players in in fantasy terms unless they are playing fantasy. Um, so whether or not a player performs well for fantasy players like us does not matter to real NFL teams. So something to keep an eye on, at least um, for the Eagles here. Then we had the Bears. So the Bears actually reconfigured 10% of their roster. So it's looking like they potentially bolstered their defense. They picked up Alex Leatherwood, um, who the Raiders took at number 17 during the draft last year, which in my opinion, and if you look back to the old uh, draft episode, that was a, a bit of a reach for them. So Leatherwood was struggling a little bit oh, on the Raiders. They released him. And now he's over in Chicago. Um, Armin Watts was also taken from the Vikings by Chicago. He is um, an interesting one. He had five sacks and 33 pressures for the Minnesota Vikings last year. So uh, I think that's a big win for the Bears defense for sure. Mm-hmm. And Josh Rosen, amazing! All these weird quarterbacks, and he's still on. He didn't even make it for the Browns. That's just sad for that. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. All right, so let's get into the injury reports. Luckily, you know, week one, not a lot of injuries. Surprisingly, I felt like oh, yeah. uh, last week there were there were quite a few, especially in fantasy um, impact relevant positions, but. Washington football team, a.k.a. the Commanders, um, running back Brian Robinson Jr. So last week he was actually, he took a bullet to the glute after two teams attempted to rob him, was released from the hospital. Um, 
And Ron Rivera has not given a timeline, but it sounds like as of yesterday, um, we're recording today, it's Wednesday, September 7th. As of yesterday, the swelling has gone down quite a bit and he's uh, officially off crutches now. So keep an eye on him to return to the field in the next few weeks. Okay. The Lions first round rookie uh, wide receiver, Jamison Williams, we talked a little bit about him in our draft episode. Mm -hmm. You know, he was placed on the non-football injury list, meaning that he will miss at least the team's first four games. He is healing an injury um, from the college football playoff national championship games where he, where he tore his ACL. So the Detroit is hoping that Williams will return to the field around mid-season. So uh, a great flyer, late-round flyer pick, I think, um, for your drafts if you, for whatever reason, haven't drafted yet. The Ravens running back Gus Edwards placed on the physically unable to perform list. He will miss at least four games to start the season. Okay. It looks like J.K. Dobbins, however, is good to go. What? Finally. Yep. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, Panthers backup quarterback Sam Darnold will miss four to six weeks with an ankle injury. Uh, their kicker, Zane Gonzalez, also suffered a groin injury that is considered significant and long-term, expected oh. to miss quite a bit of time. All right, a kicker's down. Kicker's down. Uh, as of this morning, when I last checked, Seahawks running back Kenneth Walker III, um, their rookie running back, did not practice yesterday. So TBD for Sunday, something to keep an eye on. Chiefs tight end Blake Bell um, underwent hip flexor surgery per Andy Reid, so there isn't a timetable for that return. He doesn't think it's going to be very quick. He did add that uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who was dealing with a sore knee, he should be fine for week one um, for Sunday's game. He had suffered an injury following this Chiefs season, uh, preseason opener, so he's good to go for Sunday. Giants, just Giants, 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 oh, no. Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard. He had torn his Achilles. He has oh, been wow. activated off the physically unable to perform list. So he had that injury back in December. So it, he should be good to go for this weekend's game. And he is providing a much needed boost to this receiving core, which has been hit so hard by injuries. So there was emerging wide receiver Colin Johnson. He actually tore his Achilles during practice and has been put on a season-ending injury reserve. And then wide receiver Marcus Kemp, also dealing with a hamstring injury placed on season-ending injury reserve. So Sterling Shepard's return really came at an impeccable time because they don't really have any other wide receivers. Oh. They probably should have taken a wide receiver off the waiver wire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that, that turf there, the Giant Stadium sucks. I mean, so many injuries. Just, just go to real grass, people, already. Gosh. Yeah, seriously. So many, I feel like so many Achilles and uh -huh. uh, knee injuries yep. there yep. in the yep. last few years. It's crazy. Um, It looks like Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas is Ooh. officially Alrighty. back on track and he is ready to play week one this Sunday. So it's about, it's about damn time. Two years into um, the making. Yep. Uh, running back Isaiah Spiller, I didn't see an update on him earlier today, but maybe I missed it. So TBD, if you got your eye on him to start, um, he would be 
kind of second in command or second um, following uh, Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. Vikings tight end or Smith, he's on track to play the Sunday, according to their coach, Kevin O'Connell. Bears running back Khalil Herbert, also good to go for week one, as is Eagles running back Miles Sanders, who is confirmed as the starting RB1, despite uh, the Eagles adding Troy Sermon to the roster after he was waived by the 49ers. <sighs> and speaking of 49ers, running back Elijah Mitchell was dealing with a hamstring injury. He is good to go for Sunday as well. Shanahan said that. Um, his usage will kind of depend on how he looks on the field on Sunday. But if he does play, you know, limited snaps, Jeff Wilson Jr. is the next man up in that backfield, supposedly, on paper at least. Time to get into our week one matchups and betting lines each week, like we've done for the past few seasons. We'll go through upcoming week matchups and talk about our picks for the game as well as the starts and sits. So this is very important. Right, Vivian? Take us. Yep. So week one matchup. Obviously, we have the Thursday night showdown, which by the time this episode comes out, it will be today with Bills at Rams. Ooh, uh, Bills yeah. favorite here, two and a, minus two and a half over under 52. So this wow. is expected to be a really exciting game. I mean, just looking at it, I, I felt excited when I looked at the schedule. I was like, <laughs> this is great. Uh, it's the Super Bowl that should have happened and is expected to be quite a shootout. I think this will be really fun. You know, the NFL uh, schedulers usually, or at least I remember from last season, the season started off pretty slow. There was a lot mm-hmm. of poor matchups. Yep. Like, I feel like they finally did something right kicking off the season with this Bills-Rams matchup. That's right. They've been listening to the fans. The fans get what they want. Yep. Um, Okay, let's talk about the players in this matchup. So the Bills, obviously, we have Josh Allen. He's the QB1 here. If you drafted Josh Allen, you are undoubtedly starting Josh Allen because you probably (laughs) took him pretty early. Um, Same goes for wide receiver one here, Stephon Diggs. If you you took him, you're probably starting him. Yeah. Wide receiver two in this depth chart, we have Gabe Davis, who has been an emerging talent from what has come out of camps during the offseason and what you've seen in the preseason game. So I think this is someone that you can definitely start in this matchup, especially since it's expected to be a, a shootout. Wide receiver three, we have Isaiah McKenzie, um, potentially uh, a starter if you really need it. I think, you know, when we look at the first couple weeks of fantasy football, the the rule, and actually the rule for most of the season, at least, it's, you know, if you drafted a player's start, trust your starters. Don't, you know, don't get into your head too much and just start them, let them play out, and then kind of see um, how their performance goes in the first couple of weeks and kind of take it from there, make adjustments as needed, look at matchups as needed. So Isaiah McKenzie, if you took him as a wide receiver three, as a flex option, um, you can probably start him in this matchup. Again, this is supposed to be a shootout. So if you don't have any better options, looking again at the different matchups and what you drafted the players to be, um, this is someone that I think that you can consider for the game. Although I do warn you that if you are starting him as a flex a positional player i do not put him in your actual flex spot when you're setting your lineup so this is a tip for everyone 
everyone out there, um, especially the newbies to fantasy football. The flex spot should be left open for the later game slates throughout the week, if, weekend, if you can. Um, the thing is, if you put a Thursday night player into the flex spot or even an early uh, Sunday game into the flex spot, then you're locked into that, you know, whatever they get is whatever you get. And you don't have the flexibility, which is in the name, you don't have the flexibility to adjust and put someone else in to, you know, make up for points, depending on how the rest of your roster performs throughout the weekend and things like that. So never put a Thursday night player into your flex position, put them in the regular lineup. I know some people have some weird superstitions about, you know, if I put a player as um, you know, a wide receiver three or whatever, then they're going to perform like a wide receiver three. If if that's where you are, I still feel like you should not put any Thursday night players in your flex spot and try to shoot for any of the later slate games or even Sunday or Monday night football players into your flex spots if you can, if that's an option for you. All right. Now you got a huge tip, a huge strategy that's professionals do. Thank you for... <laughs> taking the rookies to that yep um we also have tight end one here dawson knox dawson knox just got paid he just got a four-year contract extension for 56 or sorry 53.6 million dollars and you know we talked about this before when positional players like this get a big contract extension it means that the team has a game plan for him they believe in him he is likely to get usage. You know, he has a great connection with Josh Allen. So this is definitely a tight end. I, I think you can start on the week, especially with the tight end landscape being kind of a wasteland year over year. <laughs> Dawson Knox is a good play here. Uh, Devils, Devin Singletary running back to, and then Zach Moss. Zach Moss. I'm sorry. Yeah, Devin Singletary and then running back to Zach Moss. Um, personally, I would sit Singletary and Zach Moss. You know, this game is ex the game script is expected to be a shootout. And then you also have the Bills have Josh Allen, who has great scrambling ability. So he is definitely going to take away some of those rushing yards in this matchup. And I think if you do have to, whatever reason, start Singletary and Moss because you drafted poorly, just temper your expectations because the Rams defense was the number five run defense last year. And I'm expecting that to hold. So something to think, something to think about. Mm -hmm. um, on the flip side, on the Rams, Matthew Stafford, I think you, you can start Matthew Stafford. I know he's been dealing with an injury all off season, but you know, McVay and the Rams camp have come out and say that was just out of precaution and Stafford is fine. We know historically that man is pretty much made of steel. Um, he's played through worse, worse injuries before and still performed. So I think you should expect no different for this game. Yep. Uh, wide receiver one, Cooper Cup. If you drafted him, you're of course starting him. Uh, wide receiver two, Allen Robinson. So Robinson's kind of in that same camp as Gabriel Davis. You know, he has shown emerging talent during the preseason and both of them have great red, red zone efficiency. So I think that's someone that you can definitely start in your wide receiver two or flex positions. Uh, their Rams wide receiver three, Van Jefferson, is actually out um, for a knee injury or he's recovering from knee surgery from the offseason. So it'll be Ben Skowronek or Tutu <laughs> Atwell, neither of which I think are fantasy relevant. Yeah, no, um, 
Tyler Higby. Uh, I'm not high on Higby, honestly. Okay, okay. I I think that, you know, Stafford's got, Stafford's obviously got Cooper Cup here. Um, He's got Allen Robinson kind of on the rise, and they have their uh, RB1s, their dual RB1s, actually. The Rams' unofficial depth chart listed for week one that came out today lists both Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson as RB1. So they will be really keeping an eye on performance and adjusting. McVay is great at doing that. And I'm actually, for me, you know, I'm higher up on Daryl Henderson on the year than Cam Akers. And I went into that, I went into every draft that I did um, with that kind of mindset was, you know, I'm not going to reach for Cam Akers at at his ADP. I do feel like he's not going to meet his ADP. But Daryl Henderson at where he's been leading in drafts, I think it's a great uh, later round pick. I think he will provide a lot of value this fantasy season. Uh-huh. Yeah, you just got him in one recent draft we just did. So there you go, kids. <laughs> I don't know. I don't trust. This is the biggest mystery of all, but it will be solved this Thursday night. Yep. So are you taking the Bills or the Rams? I am taking the Bills at the Rams. I didn't even. Oh. Yeah, Bills. I really like the Bills. I'm going to take the Rams. Okay. I want to see if McVay, so McVay has done, this is a crazy Sean McVay stat, so they're 5-0 and in season opener. So let's see if they can make it 6. Okay. All right. Let's keep going. Cool. Then we have, uh, someday we have the early slates, Eagles at Lions. Uh, Eagles favorite here, minus four, over under 48 and a half. So I think in this game, you are starting Jalen Hurts. You can start Dallas Goddard, which ha- who has been um, Hurts' favorite target in the red zone. Mm-hmm. You are starting Swift. Mm-hmm. And then I would say start with caution. Uh, I would say A.J. Brown, you know. Oh, wow. AJ Brown obviously is the wide receiver one on that team followed by Devontae Smith which, who is the wide receiver two but just historically uh, Jalen Hurts has not been that great of a passer I know it's against the Lions but I would just say start with caution um, you want to look at the rest of your lineup to kind of determine where these guys kind of fit and their roles Um and then I would say TJ Hawkinson, I think you can start with caution. Again, you know, tight ends, good tight ends are very far few in between. And Hawkinson is a decent tight end. Um, start if needed. I think this one is the in- interesting one. I don't really want any part of the Eagles running back by committee backfield. So Miles Sand- Sanders, he is good to go. We got Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott. I don't... I don't really want to roll the dice, you know. Yeah. Week one, I want to start out strong. I want to get at least the best floor that I can. Okay. Um, these guys could have ceiling, like high ceilings in later matchups, but I think, you know, week one, I, I personally would like to start out knowing that my player would give me, I don't know, maybe eight to ten points. Sounds fair. I'm starting without any caution and recklessly. I'm starting A.J. Brown. I'm betting on this guy. He's going to probably show the world he's 
back with Jalen Hurts. So that means I'm taking the Eagles as well. Yeah, but I would take the Eagles in this matchup as well. Um, then we have 49ers in Chicago. 49ers are favored here. Um, minus seven, over under 41. The Trey Lance versus Justin Fields showdown. Who will be the next Lamar? Maybe we'll get a glimpse into it this game. I'm excited because I've been investing a lot of these two guys. Yeah, I think this will be a really interesting game. Um, here you are starting Elijah Mitchell. I think you're starting Trey Lance um, because if you drafted him, you're probably pretty high on him like Milton is. <laughs> so, you know, you just, sometimes you just got to roll the dice and see how it goes. Um, but I would say if you are starting Trey Lance or even if you're not starting Trey Lance, I would sit the 49ers receiving core uh, what? with the exception of Debo. Oh, okay. I think you can start Debo. Um, yeah, for sure. But the rest of the receivers, I, I don't know if you want to do a, a Lance and a receiver stack quite yet this early in the season. No. Not until you see how he actually performs on the field um, in a real game. I agree with so, you. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Kittle um, is actually dealing, George Kittle is actually oh, dealing with again. a groin injury. He is considered day-to-day -day as of this morning. So that's something to keep an eye on because we know that if George Kittle is out on the field, you're definitely starting him. You know, you probably drafted him pretty, uh, you know, pretty high in, in, in the draft if you took him because he was considered one of the top three tight ends going into the draft season. Um, I think Darnell Mooney is a start when it comes to the Chicago offense. Um, he's really the only difference maker that we've seen in the last year on the offense with, that has good chemistry with Justin Fields. Um, start if needed. You know, we know Khalil Herbert is good to go. I would say start as needed here. Same with Montgomery. Um, San Francisco is ranked the number six run defense last year. So I would say temper your expectations for them. I would look at them as a RB2, mm -hmm. both of them as an RB2 within your fantasy rosters. All right. Thanks. Thank God I have no bears invested in my team except for Justin Fields. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to take the Niners um, yeah. on this game. Yeah, me too. That would be dumb if I take the Bears, no? <laughs> I would think so. I don't know. Just based on the what we've seen, it's not it's not looking promising. But who knows? I don't want to jinx us. <laughs> I think this game is jinx free. No worries. <laughs> Let's go to a bloodbath. Um, we have Steelers playing in Paul Brown wow. um, Stadium against the Bengals. So wow. the Bengals are favored here. It's six and a half over under forty four and a half points. Um, Mitch Trubisky has officially been named the starter for this game. Now, the interesting part on the depth chart that was released today is that Kenny, Pick Kenny Pickett, not Mason Rudolph, is listed as the next man up. So mm -hmm. something to look at later down the season. You know, we talked about Kenny Pickett um, in our NFL draft episode where he is definitely the most NFL ready quarterback of that draft class. And now we've seen it with the, the newly released depth chart. So if for whatever reason, Trubisky starts sucking throughout the season, um, we're definitely going to see Kenny Pickett come in. 
Which will happen by the sixth <laughs> week. Um, wide receiver one, we got Deontay Johnson, followed by Chase Claypool and George Pickens. Um, RB1, we got Najee Harris, and then followed by Jalen Warren. I feel like... I don't know if I like any of those. (laughs) (laughs) Any of those guys. Um, I think that if you do start any of those guys, I don't have really... I don't have a lot of trust in Trubisky necessarily. So I would say you can maybe start Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool as your wide receiver three. Um, Najee, of course, is a must start because you drafted him. In the first round. Your, yeah, in the first round, he's your RB1. So I would say out of that um, whole offense, Najee is the one that you would definitely want to start. On the flip side, you know, you are obviously starting Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Mixon, um, T. Higgins, because mm-hmm. you drafted those guys to be starters. So don't overthink it. Put them in your starter stock. Just go with the stack, the Bengals stack there. <laughs> um, yeah, and I would take the Bengals on this game. Uh, oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Bengals, Bengals all the way. Come on, Bengals, I'm going for the Super Bowl <laughs> again. Revenge tour begins. All right. Now we have Patriots playing in Miami against Mm -hmm. the Dolphins. Dolphins are favored here. Minus three and a half over under 46 and a half. So this line has actually changed. Um, I originally pulled the stat lines at the beginning of the week. So the Dolphins have increased as the favorites here. If you've been keeping track of what's been coming out of the camp and out of the local reporters over in New England is that the team has not been looking good. Um, they actually look worse from last year. And this is, th- these are, um, the, these are words coming straight from the local beat reporters mm. over in New England. So pretty interesting here. I think a start here for this matchup, Chase Edmonds, he is a shoe in, you know, he fits really well in Mike McDaniel's system. They went out, they wanted him, they got their guy. Chase Edmonds knows Mike McDaniel's system, knows that he could be a difference maker. So he actually, you know, turned down offers from other teams and he wanted to play for Miami. So it was a win-win on both sides. And I think that, you know, we will see a lot more Chase Edmonds in the coming year. Nice. Uh, starting with caution, I would say, you know, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Obviously, we know that Tyreek Hill, the cheetah, he is fast as hell, but I just don't, I don't have, uh, I don't have trust in Tua in this situation or in any situation. Um, Tua is a sit for me. Hill and Waddle start with caution against the number four ranked passing defense last year. Um, Waddle also temper your expectations if you do expect to start him he was out all preseason during the quad mm-hmm. dealing with a quad injury so this is the first time he'll see the field basically since last season so I would put Tyree wide receiver two maybe mm-hmm. uh, with wide receiver one upside obviously because he's Tyreek Hill Waddle I would say uh, wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside within your fantasy lineup. Oh, okay. Um, Parker Bourne, I would say, also start with caution against a middle of the pack uh, 
defense in Miami, and then Harris and Mon- Ramondre Stevenson start with caution. You know, just kind of temper your expectations. We are up against the number 13th Russian defense in Miami in this game. Okay, so maybe we'll start seeing the decline of the Patriots finally. Maybe, um, yeah. So you're going to take the Dolphins on this game? Yeah, the Dolphins always beat the Patriots in their home, so it's an easy pick for me. All right. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. <laughs> um, Browns playing at um, Panthers. Oh, so. revenge game. Yes. We got our Baker Mayfield revenge game. Um, we actually have three revenge games, yeah, I think. this. I love revenge games. Yeah, we got... I love revenge, yeah, basically. Three revenge games um, this first weekend. What a f- exciting first weekend of football. Uh-huh, I um, yeah. So I think your starters on the Browns is you got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. You know, they mm-hmm. those two are always solid. Browns are a run-heavy team. They always split the backfield, and they both perform. So I think maybe... No, I, I think I was going to say maybe temper your expectations a little bit, but I think they're both, you know, RB1, RB2 territory still in this in this game and any other game. You are sitting the Browns receivers, I think, personally, oh, you know, yeah, with yeah. Jacoby Brissett as your starting quarterback. Well, it's not his um, fault. They got nothing. Yeah, they, they really don't – they don't have a lot going on for them. Um, and I think, think it will be run heavy from the Browns' side. You know, Panthers, on the other hand – you are starting CMC, of course. Uh, DJ Moore, I think, a starter for sure. Um, I don't know that I would start Baker Mayfield against the Browns defense. The Browns defense has historically been pretty good, um, and I don't think the 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 locker the former locker room drama and all that is going to pan well for him. Uh, don't worry, no one's got. No one's got Baker Mayfield. He's free out there in the waivers. <laughs> Let's hope so. I don't know. Some people might be playing like a two QB league or something. Oh, that's true. That's very true. We're still in um, yeah, and I would take. I'm going to take the Panthers on this game too. Panthers. Um, okay, then we have Colts playing in Houston versus the Texans. The Colts are favored here. Um, it's minus seven over under 45 and a half on the Colts side. I think you can pretty much start everybody on the Colts side. I mean, you got Matt Ryan, we got Jonathan Taylor, we got your running back two, Naheem Hines. Um, we got wide receiver one, Michael Pittman Jr. We got rookie Alec Pierce, who is actually sitting at the wide receiver two spot and then Paris Campbell at wide receiver three. And then we got Mo Ali Cox in the mix. So I think this will be a good game against the Texans who had the worst defense across the board last year. Um, I think all the Colts fantasy players are worth starting. I think on the flip side, uh, you would, you're starting Brandon Cooks. Now, what's interesting, and I know a lot of people have been buying into the hype based on the preseason, but it is official now. The unofficial depth chart for the Texans now lists rookie Damian Pierce as their starting running back one. So I think um, you can definitely start him, but temper your expectations because the Colts defense is historically very difficult to rush against. Okay. Okay. I like your temper the expectations. 
Yeah. That's your I think I think you know you always want to temper your expectations. <laughs> That's <BBS laughs> but, Half the half the game of fantasy is tempering your expectations. Uh-huh. Otherwise, you're gonna freak out and you're gonna keep adjusting and readjusting your lineup all Sunday morning. Um, so yeah, I would just say you know like look at your lineup, start your start your start your studs, start your starters, and then for everyone else, you know pick the best viable option. Um, and then t- kind of temper your expectations and hope for the best. You know, you're hoping for the floor. You would love the ceiling, but you're, you're hoping for the best floor. Okay. Um, and I'm going to take the Colts on that game, of course. Me too. For then, we move on to Saints at Falcons. So five and a half Saints are favored here over under 42 and a half. I think your starts, you are starting Kyle Pitts because you probably took him pretty early. You can start Kamara because you've dropped him as your RB1. Uh, Michael Thomas is, hmm. you know, as we talked about just now, he is good to go. Personally, for me, he is a start with caution because mm-hmm. this injury that he was dealing with, you know, he was expected to come back last year and then he didn't come back at all. So... You would think a year off would completely heal him, but it is concerning that he has still been dealing with it, you know, over the last year or so, even with all this extra time off. I totally agree. So, um, Cordero Patterson, also a start with caution for me personally. He struggled later in the season last year. We saw him kind of unable to sustain the heavy workload. Um, since the Falcons were really rely on him as their only uh, player on the offense, but he is the best ca- patch catcher, uh, best pass catcher um, on that offense. So you can start him. I think just you know, just think it's going to be a lower, maybe like a flex, mm-hmm. uh, a flex spot, and then Drake London. Same issue with him. You know, we talked about him in the rookie episode where he is expected to come in and step into a starting role in real football. He has been limited at practice with a knee injury um, all week. And I think that, you know, for a rookie kind of stepping into a full-fledged game, I would just temper your expectations on starting him. Correct. And... The next revenge game, Joe Flacco named starter against his ex-Ravens. Uh, nice. nice. Yeah, nice. Ravens playing the Jets. Ravens favored here. It's a plus seven or minus seven for the Ravens, 44 and a half over under. So, yeah, like you said, Joe Flacco officially named the starter. Robert Salas said that the earliest Zach Wilson will be available is in week four. Um, Joe Flacco is a better at throwing the ball than Zach Wilson. So upgrade for all of the wide receivers facing the worst passing defense in the Ravens. So that's good news, I guess. Um, But the game script here is favoring uh, kind of a run game for the Jets. We know Brees Hall is the starter here. He's still unproven. So I think this is a good game to see what he is made of. Another mystery will be unveiled. Brees Hall or Michael Carter? It's been a lot yeah. of going on. For the Ravens, um, you're starting Lamar. You're starting Mandrews. The, that backfield continues to struggle with injuries. 
Um, I would say statement is a start with caution. Dobbins is a start with caution if needed. I look at them both as a two, two or three option. Well, we discussed them high on Rashad Bateman. I know you're not, but again, another mystery will be unveiled here. Yep. Um, and I think it's safe to take the Jets on the, or sorry, the Ravens on this oh. game. I actually taking the Jets, okay? <laughs> I am. I'm serious. I feel the Jets got something this year. I don't know why. So Bloomberg. I think they will be better than last year, but that. Yeah, like they won't win the Super Bowl. They'll definitely be better with Flacco for the next four weeks. That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. We have Jaguars playing um, the Commanders. Commanders are favored here, two and a half, uh, over under 44. So the Commanders were higher up as the favorites actually earlier in the week. It's kind of decreased a little bit. Um, on the Jaguars side, Doug Peterson says that James Robinson is 100% back from his torn Achilles and that his workload this weekend will depend on how he looks when he's out there, but he doesn't rule him out from having his normal workload. So I think, you know, Travis Etienne owners are kind of shaking <laughs> um, at this news, especially with the uh, commanders having a decent run defense last year, allowing on average only 104 rushing yards per game. So something to think about here. Um, I think you are starting Terry and Dotson, wide receiver twos. Uh, Jags allowed about 200 yards per game. And despite his shortcomings, I think Carson Wentz is a bit of an upgrade at the quarterback position for this team. Uh Christian Kirk mm -hmm. got paid a lot of money to lead the team and was a wide receiver 24 last year. So I think he's a start in this game. I think start with caution as needed. We got Trevor Lawrence, of course. I think this is his opportunity to prove himself now that he is under the coaching of an actual capable coach. <laughs> um, Antonio Gibson, actually. Um, I would say it's a start with caution or as needed. Obviously, he is a former top back, I think RB12 in back-to-back -back years. But there is some uncertainty about his role on this team. You know, he did become a punt returner in the offseason. And if so this guy is supposed to be your running back one, if he's supposed to be the guy, I don't know if you would necessarily stick him in a punt returner position. So that that says something about, you know, what the team sees in Gibson and what you should take as feedback is how you should see Gibson. Mystery. We'll see it unveil. Yeah. I will actually, I'm going to take the Jaguars in this game. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Let's go with the Jaguars. Yes. I, don't like I think Doug Peterson can turn this team around. Oh, and it's a revenge game against Carson Wentz, so I like that too. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Packers at Vikings, divisional rivalry. Uh, Packers favorite here, one and a half over under 47. So I think starters, pretty easy. You're starting Cook. You're starting Aaron Jones. You're starting AJ Dillon, Justin Jefferson. You can probably start Thielen. Uh, you're sitting the Packers uh, receiving core. Alan Lazard actually breaking news did not practice oh. after today is Wednesday after he got stepped on last week. Oh, <laughs> um, and really, he is re the only 
uh, wide receiver on this team that you can really trust and probably the only one that uh, Aaron Rodgers really trusts at this point because we all know how Aaron Rodgers feels about rookie wide receivers and this is the only veteran on his team and with him out as an injury I don't see it boding well for the Packers wide receivers I think in terms of quarterback play you know obviously Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins are both consistent uh quarterbacks but without a shootout these two are a our streamer QBs for me so stream only if needed Okay, another mystery. The receivers of the Packers. We'll see how it unveils here. I yeah. told you, just all this unveiling, I'm just excited to see. Sorry if I keep saying yeah. that word. Do you think the, the Packers will take the Vikings? I think... No, Vikings. Vikings win. For some reason. I'm kind of I'm leaning towards Vikings too. You know, you're looking at the Packers and really... Aaron Jones, obviously great, a stud. AJ Dillon is definitely talented, but you know, what we're really looking at for this game is we're looking at Aaron Jones versus Dalvin Cook and an AJ Dillon uh, versus a Thielen. And then we got Justin Jefferson, of course, mm -hmm. which who is in his own class. I think I'm gonna take the Vikings here too. Yeah, let's go Vikings, and eh? they're home. Yeah, and they're at home, so let's see. Um, Giants playing the Titans. Titans are favored here, five and a half over under 43 and a half. Uh, you are starting Derrick Henry without a doubt. You can start Saquon, maybe he's the only piece of that Giants offense that can do anything. You are starting Robert Woods against the 25th passing defense. Uh, in, in the in the Giants, so he is probably a good wide receiver two option. Um, and then, you, like I said, you are sitting the rest of the Giants' offense because wow. they're just a mess. They're just trash. That's what they are. They got nothing but Saquon Barkley. Yep. All right, no um, more time is yeah. spending on these bozos. Titans <laughs> win. Period. Titans will win. Um, if the Titans, for whatever reason, don't win, like. I, I give up. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about football. Yeah, yeah. Let's just, <laughs> let's just call it quits. And, yeah. Um. Yeah. We'll have to keep our day jobs. I that's guess. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, we have Raiders playing the Chargers. Ooh. Chargers are favorite here um, by three over under fifty two. So this is. I think this will be a fun game yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. You are starting Eckler. You are starting starting uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, you are starting Keenan Allen, and you are probably starting Mike Williams. You can definitely start Adams and Renfro, and heck, I would throw Derek Carr in that mix too. It's supposed to be a shootout with the 52 points. Um, right. The only person that I would say it, I'm a little iffy on in this um, in this in this lineup is probably Josh Jacobs. I would say. He, for me, lands somewhere in the RB2, RB3 territory. Okay. Despite being a, the lead back on the Raiders. I agree. So, so far, LA getting two shootouts. Cool. Yeah. Right. Um, And I like the Chargers for this game. Yeah, let's go Chargers. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, we got Chiefs playing... In Arizona, the Cardinals, Chiefs are favored here, six and a half points over under 53 and a half. So Chiefs are favored. This has increased by three points in the last three days. So 
that tells you anything about this game, it should. Mahomes, you are starting him, of course. The running back one on this team, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you can start him. Uh, Jared McKinnon is probably a, a start, too, for a flex, flex spot. We got Juju, who is listed as the wide receiver one, followed by MVS and Sky Moore in the official, unofficial depth chart that the Chiefs released today. But as um, Patrick Mahomes has come out to say this oh, morning, goodness. he has sent out an apology in advance to all the fantasy football folks. He says, it will be a different guy every week <laughs> um, when referring to the wide receiver position, uh, having a big game. So essentially he's saying this is a wide receiver by committee field now. Basically, so, the new thing. I guess they're coming up with that thing now too. Yeah, they're they're patenting that over by themselves in uh, Kansas City. So I would say if you are starting um, Juju, your share of Juju, MVS, or Sky Moore, you're looking at them probably in the flex spot, um, and just rolling the dice. Travis Kelsey, no doubt you're starting him because you drafted him high, and he is the uh, the lead scorer on this team. For the Cardinals, you are starting James Conner. You're probably starting Hollywood. Zach Ertz is a game-time decision. He's dealing with a, a calf injury, so I think you can start him if he starts, uh, but you would want to temper your expectations, which is really unfortunate, you know, because Zach Ertz uh, stock, what what is going up for the first few weeks with D-Hop kind of out of the picture for the Cardinals, but in this case, he is dealing with an injury, so I would say start him if there's no better tight end if you draft him to your tight end but um temper your expectations and just pray that he doesn't drop you a negative hmm. now i see what you why you have two tight ends on the last name we just drafted okay <laughs> um, <laughs> sunday night football Ooh, Sunday night football. Game. The Buccaneers versus the Cowboys. The Bucks are favored here two and a half over under fifty uh for the bucks um todd bowles has come out to say this week that former all pro wide receiver julio jones has returned to his old self no. um and it. is expected to get usage in this upcoming game um we know that you are starting your mike evans you're starting your leonard Fournette. you're starting uh you're starting white and then of course to everyone's surprise, uh, Godwin is actually a full participant at today's practice, um, yeah. coming off his a ACL uh, injury. So this should be pretty interesting. We know, obviously, historically, as in you know, just la last couple years, the Bucks' offense has been explosive, and Tom Brady has no problem feeding the ball around and you know getting usage out of everybody and supporting a um a large backfield and offense but i think this season might be a little bit different you know if you've been keeping up with what's been going on in the bucks camp tom brady did you know take some time off during camp and there wasn't really any reasoning given except for that he's old that's his his words uh, not ours and so i think you know this is interesting obviously the 
the play calling will be a little bit different too with Todd Bowles at the helms. We don't have Bruce Arians anymore. So we'll see how much of Bowles' influence will come alive on the field versus Tom Brady's because we know that when it was when it was quote unquote Arians' team, it was really Tom Brady's team. So we'll see if that holds um, with this game with Todd Bowles. But I think, you know, you're still kind of starting all of your starters on the Buccaneers in this game. Okay. Um, for the Cowboys, so this is interesting as well. So Mike McCarthy came out and confirmed this week that the running back usage between Zeke and Tony Pollard will be in tandem. So um, it was in an interview earlier this week. Basically, they were asked, you know, is it, you know, is Pollard kind of brought in for relief for when Zeke needs it and will Zeke carry the 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 bulk of the workload and he kind of said no it's going to be kind of back and forth so very interesting here Mm -hmm. great news for Pollard um Pollard owners Mm -hmm. the Tampa Bay has been first or second in receptions allowed to running backs over the past two seasons with 222 catches over that span so again this bodes really well for Tony Pollard if his usage in the passing game increases as expected because he's this great pass catching back. Mm-hmm. Um, you are starting your CD Lamb. You can start Dalton Schultz, who gets a lot of goal line work. So a lot of good players in this uh, matchup for your fantasy matchups. <laughs> All right, and then that takes us into last game Monday Night Football: Broncos at Seahawks. The ultimate revenge game. God. Too bad for Drew Luck. He doesn't get his revenge. <laughs> yep. Uh, Seahawks are, or sorry, Broncos are favored here. It's six and a half over under 44 and a half. So for the Seahawks, Geno Smith has officially been named the starter. Um, you're, but you are not starting Geno Smith as your starter. No, no, I, I hope. Um, I hope you didn't make a mistake um when you make when you set your lineup but Rashad Penny confirmed as the lead back for this game I would say uh even though Geno Smith is a better option for the Seahawks and Drew Locke I would still probably sit Metcalf and Lockett unless you really need it because they are up against the eighth ranked passing defense in the Broncos that is true um, the Broncos, they are favored to win this game. That favoritism increased over the duration of the week. So, you know, you're starting your Javante Williams, you're starting your MG3, you're starting Russ, and of course you're starting Sutton and Judy. Those are pretty much no-brainers. Um, I think wherever you drafted these guys, you're starting them in those positions. So again, overall, trust your starters for week one. Don't overthink it and don't freak out after this week. On the flip side, you want to keep an eye out for any early season trends. You know, the waiver wire is really where the championships are won. So there'll be some guys that we thought to be starters who aren't, and you need to know who to pivot from. And then you also need to know who to pivot to and make sure you get those waiver wire um, claims in after Monday night so you're not screwed. Oh boy, oh boy, there goes my Tuesday night when I'm awake at freaking 2 a.m. or whatever. Freaking game players. But there it is, my friends, you got it. All the data you need to know to go out there and destroy the odds, destroy your enemies. Well, they're not your enemies, of course, but 
you know the feel. Let's keep this outro short. I have 10 leagues to manage. So, good luck to you all, except for your opponents. And like we said, like temper your expectations. That will be a t-shirt. And let the games begin. We are... No, this time. Let's ride. It's the pig, pig skinniest time. A 